Welcome to With Miska podcast. Um, on this episode, my guest is Tommy Tajakka from a band called uh, Steven Seagulls. And his um, artist name is artist name is uh, Remel. Remel? Remel? Well, anyway, he's uh, basically the lead singer of Steven Seagulls. And um, I, uh, this episode will be in English too. We did this um, using Skype. He was in Finland and I was here in L.A. And the cool thing with um, Tommy is that um, I I have known him since I was like maybe seven or ten years old. We grew up in the same town in Isalmi in Finland and we, we also played in same circles. And it's been cool to know. It's like like few years ago when they Steven Seagulls. Steven Seagulls is this band that plays bluegrass, bluegrass versions of like uh, Metallica and ACDC, Guns N' Roses songs and that kind of stuff. So... Um, They became like this. They had a viral hit. They had like many viral hits. They made, um, I think, one of the biggest ones in the beginning they had was ACDC's Thunderstruck. They filmed that uh, cover version and they got like many million, millions of views. And uh, they've been touring the world for a couple of years. And I've actually seen Steven Seagulls in here in L.A. two times already. And I met, I went to see their last gig here. And then I spoke with Tommy that we should do a podcast. So this is going to be exciting. Um, we're going to be talking with the touring musician who's living the dream. It, it's been interesting to notice, like, um, because Tommy, we were really playing in the same bands and all that, but but um, his his um, career went that way. So um, we're going to talk about that. And as far as how I'm doing here in L.A., Well, everything's pretty much the same. I, I booked I booked another role. That was cool. I, I booked a role in a short film. We're going to film it in a couple of uh, days. I'm going to be playing a creepy cameraman in this uh, short film. The short film is called Method. It's I think it's already on IMDb. And that was cool. I didn't know I, I didn't know the people who um, made it, and I went to audition, and I got the part. So uh, it, this thing actually works. So it's fun. And I have a couple of friends, um, uh, Hendrik Jesek, Pietari Vihula, and Mika Niva. They are coming soon uh, here to L.A. And we're going to have a stand-up show in Finnish, in the Finnish club, Suomi Kerho. So I get to perform some stand-up comedy in Finnish, for Finnish people. So that's pretty much it. Every, everything's Everything's very hot, because it's been hot summer here, and I'm definitely not minding it. I'm. I I don't wanna complain that it's too hot because um, that's one of the main reasons why I enjoy being in here being here in LA because it's so warm. So it's summer here, and that's it. Enjoy. This is me and Tommy Tajaka Remel from Steven Seagulls. Enjoy. Okay, so we have a. Um Remmel, we have Remmel from uh, Steven Seagulls, Elikkä, so his name is Tomi Tajakka, and we're actually both from Finland, but we thought that we we're going to be doing this in English, because uh, they might have some, uh, inter Steven Seagulls has some international fans, so how, who should, I, who should I call you? You can call me anything you want. <laughs> okay, I'm going to call you Tommy because I've known you like uh, 35 years as Tommy. If that's okay. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, so we're actually from the same town, uh, me and Tommy, 
from Iisalmi, from Finland, and we have, I think, first time. When do you think was the first time we actually met? Uh, it must have been. It must have something to do with with uh, kids from that area. So it could have been maybe twenty five years ago. Yes, something like that. I would say. Yes. So and you have act. Uh, well, I'm actually, I'm right now here in California. There's some weird airplanes. No, actually, there's some uh, helicopters going up there. But don't worry. And where are you now? I'm actually at my home. I just moved back to my hometown, Isalmi, and I'm I'm sitting here at the, at the place where my grandparents used to live. So I'm enjoying the countryside morning here in Finland. Well, uh, how does it feel like move move back to Isalmi? It actually feels really good. Uh, I've been enjoying these past few weeks living back here in. In my home hometown, and it, it's been nice. I'm be, I've been enjoying the peace and quiet here. And why did you move there? Well, uh, I moved away from here. Two thousand and one. I went to study in a in a university town called Yväskylä here in Finland. And since then, I've been moving around. Lived. Lived in Yväskylä for about 15 years, and then I moved to the capital for a year. And I think it was last Christmas when I came and visited my my mother and my other siblings here in Iisalmi, and I just started to feel like this might be a good place to live in. And then my grandpa had to move away from the farm, so the house was empty, and we had to figure out what to do with it. And so I decided I might as well move back here and take care of this house because it's pretty much closest thing to home for me. And where is it there in Isalmi? Uh it's located about 12 kilometers from the city center in a place called Koukunjoki. I don't know if the people listening to this will know where that <laughs> is, but maybe you can google. <laughs> but you actually uh, so it's like some kind of old country home. Yeah, yeah, it's uh They used to have uh, cows and and uh, chickens and stuff like that here, but now the the fields are rented to another farmer. And there's actually, uh, yeah, it's an old house. It's been here for about hundred years, so it's it's a nice place. I've been I've been spending my time here since I was uh, maybe three years old, so I know this place really well. So, what do you do there? Uh, you mean here at the countryside? Yeah, I, I, how do you spend your time? Uh, I've been taking care of the the yard. Uh, it's been my grandpa is getting pretty old, so he hasn't been able to take care of the yard or the surroundings of the of the house. So I've been trying to fix it up a little bit, and uh, I've been playing a lot of guitar, listening to my LPs. Uh, Spending time outside when it's not raining and and all kinds of stuff. There's there's lots of stuff to do and it's a it's a beautiful place, a small island here close by the town. So it's it's there's a lot of stuff to do. So I don't have I don't actually have to make up anything. I can just start doing something and I can spend the whole day doing that. So is there still people you know there? From the old times, 
Uh, yeah, uh, I have some relatives living close by, and then a couple of neighbors have been living here for the past, I'd say maybe 40 years. So they're a little bit older than me, but they they are still the same as they were 20 years ago. So yeah, there's some people here at the countryside and also at the city. There's there's a lot of uh, old school musicians that still live in East Almi, and they're pretty cool guys. I think you even might know some of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I know many of them. And then, then in like, so you tour, tour around the world, and then you go back there to countryside by yourself. Is that the case? Well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, I've been only living here now for about a month, so I'm not sure how that's gonna work. But I would. I would think that uh, as soon as I get back home or get back to Finland, I'll I'll head here and and uh, take it easy for a little while before the next gig. So, how's the contrast? The what? Uh, contrast. Oh yeah, uh, I like it. It's it's good because you can tune down here when you come to the. When you come to this place, you can totally tune down and enjoy your time. And it seems to be so also that I'm a lot more, um, how would you say, productive here than I was in the city. I actually get a lot more stuff done. I play a lot more music. And and yeah, I, I think the free space and open space is good for me. So, so when did you start this uh, uh, music like for the first time, uh, I think I started to play guitar um, maybe on the third grade. But that was more about uh, my dad had a guitar, so I was kind of fiddling around with that. So third grade, you're like ten. Uh, uh, yeah, ten, tenish. I I think it got a little bit more serious on the seventh grade when I was th- thirteen. 14 that's when i started to actually practice and uh we even had some bands at that time but music has been quite a big part at my home since i was a small kid we've had a lot of records and we've been listening to a lot of music and watching vhs tapes uh, all kinds of uh, live per- performances from different bands but i think i started to play when i was Seriously play when I was maybe 13, 14. So your dad plays? Uh, a little bit. He's uh, He's been, he's had that as a hobby, I guess, since he was a young kid. So he's always had guitars and and uh, he's always listened to a lot of music. Do you think it had an effect that there was, well, possibly, of course, yeah, that there was instruments in the house all the time? Yeah, it had an effect, and I think the biggest effect was that there was tons of different uh, LPs, different live videos and stuff like that. So I I somehow found that really interesting, and I kept on watching those performances by different bands, and I kept on listening to music, and I think that was the one of the biggest effects. And also my older brother started playing drums when he was, I don't know, 13 or something. So 
I also found it really interesting when they started their first band, and I was I was really proud and went to see them a lot and thought that it it looked and sounded pretty cool. So, <laughs> so what was like the first music that you remember? Because you said that you had a lot of records. Yeah. Um, I do remember listening to this children, children, uh, kids album. Uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was it was like a Christmas album. And I think the first uh, artist that I remember listening to was Jimi Hendrix and his album Axis Bold as Love. Because I do remember asking my mother that what does foxy lady mean and she tried to f- come up with a rated P- PG rated answer for that. <laughs> you remember what she said? I think she said something like well you know that's a little bit different girl <laughs> or something like that. I do remember asking that I remember it was in our living room and I was watching some sort of a videotape of Jimi Hendrix performing and he was playing Foxy Lady and I recognized that song that it was Foxy Lady and I asked my mom that do you know what that means and she goes well uh it's just a little bit different girl you know <laughs> go play yeah <laughs> and that's where it started well yeah i i think that's one of the first first uh memories uh of course there was a lot of music i spent a lot of time here actually with my grandparents and my grandpa used to sing a lot uh he sang in choirs and stuff like that so there was also some religious music involved um he was in a church choir and stuff like that so i what kind of religious music uh the basic uh hymns the basic finnish lutheran uh the stuff that they sing in lutheran churches here um i think it's the most common religious music here in finland so um so i guess very non rhythmical non rhythmical yeah and uh quite not the happiest stuff also it's <laughs> it's uh quite a slow well not slow but like a medium tempo and uh but but they have some nice melodies there they're not very happy they're not in major chords they're usually in minors and uh and um not depressing or anything like that but uh yeah that's that's that was also somewhat part of my uh youth could you say one song if someone wants to check it out from the religious stuff yeah that's a tough question actually i haven't listened to that or sang or uh, sang that stuff for ages but uh uh, I don't know about the religious stuff, but my grandpa was a big Veikko Lavi fan also. So there was some... V-E-I-K-K-O, and then it's L-A-V-I. Yeah, he had some uh, C cassettes from this this guy, and I also listened to that stuff when I was a kid, when I was visiting my grandparents here, so... So yeah, I think that's the one that people should check out. V E I K K O L A V I. You can find it on Spotify at least. 
Yeah. So then you start playing around seventh grade when you're like twelve-ish. Yeah, twelve, thirteen, something like that. What were the first bands? Uh, we had a band with uh, actually the uh, the artist from Isalmi that you also know, Petteri Tikkanen. He was singing in that yeah, band. Black Pider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Black Pider. He was he was turning into Black Pider at those times i think <laughs> so we played some cover songs from different heavy metal bands and then made few songs of our own but those are never released which is kind of a good thing but <laughs> but they exist uh we i don't think we recorded anything actually but we played few gigs maybe at our uh, school and some some youth happenings here in isalmi There was a really good. Uh, I think there was a really good scene with young bands in Isalmi at from the mid '90s or something like that. So there was there was some good opportunities to go and play live here. So yeah, I agree. And Pete Kaupinen was a big part of that. Our youth, cons. Uh, how would you say the guy who like arranges stuff to do yeah, for young people? Yeah, he was. Uh, Not the youth counselor or something like, but but he was working for the city and taking care of uh, places for youth to spend their time. So he was really, yeah, he was a huge influence on the young people's uh, in the nineties. Uh, yeah, he, I think he's a big reason that there was a lot of people that actually continued on playing music after they moved away from Isalmi too. Yeah. I agree, and it it had a big effect on my life too. Like opportunities to play with bands. What was the name of your the first band that you had with Petteri? I think it was called The Mud. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay, so you had that band, and then. Yeah, we had that band, and then I, uh, when I was sixteen, I moved abroad for a year. I was an exchange student in in Minnesota, in in the Minneapolis area or the Twin Cities area there. So there was a break, one year break in in between the bands. So when I was in 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 US, I I did practice the guitar also, but I also played hockey. So those were the two things I did. When I was young, so did you have any bands there? No, not really. Um, I I met some really cool people that were into music, but uh, we didn't come up with any bands or anything like that. I I knew this guy from from Chile, and he played acoustic guitar. So I think we jammed a little bit at some point but we didn't actually have a band there and uh for some reason I also wanted to focus on on uh hockey over there so for some reason yeah I yeah I I played a lot of hockey at that time also which I still do like a lot I don't play anymore but I like to nice watch hockey and I I go skating with my little brother in the winter time so so then you came came back to Finland and now you're like 17 yeah yeah then I came back here and uh 
It was, uh, I think it was July. I came back and the school starts at August and we were maybe a couple of weeks or a couple of months into into school and uh, I ran into a couple of old friends of mine. Well, new friends at that time, but uh, you also know them, Tompa Riipinen and Vellu and Teemu Pesonen. Yeah. And Pasi Raisenen, and they they had a band coming up, and they needed uh, somebody to come and try to sing at that band. So, so we went to their rehearsal place and and started to play some songs. I don't even remember what the first songs were, but uh, yeah, then we had a band together, the five of us, I think, for the next three or four years. And we played some some sort of a mixture of 70s progressive rock and some weird 90s flavored stuff. So, What was it called? Well, that band was called Source Waters. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you had original songs. Yeah, mainly originals. We maybe had one or two covers, but mainly originals. And you have, I think you have some recordings from that too. We actually might have some recordings somewhere, but uh, I don't think there was anything really official. But uh, yeah, because we did. We were, yeah, because we were able to record at Studio Jambo at uh, that <laughs> time too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you were you were recording there too, weren't you? With the band where Mirku was singing and. Mirka, yeah. Mirka, yeah. Uh, and um, okay, so then you have source waters, and now you're in uh, high school. Yeah, yeah, almost done. Yeah, that was uh, yeah when we were seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. So the so the age when you're when you're getting into bars and stuff like that. So the music started also involve some some beer and stuff like that and we were able to get to perform at uh maybe bars or or something like that so i guess the opportunities to play live kind of uh grew and uh we even went to play in the other cities nearby maybe Kuopio which is about an hour south from here Kajani which is north from here so And even I think we played in in some small festivals here in Finland too. So yeah, I think that band was the first kind of a, how would you say sort of a serious band where we we actually rehearsed a lot and we spent most of our time at at our rehearsal place at uh, which was located about three kilometers north from the city center. So mostly every day we. We hopped into our uh, guitar player's uh, demo, his car, because he was the only one to have a driver's license. And we went to have some coffee at the local gas station, Deboil, and then we continued on from there to the rehearsal place. And we could spend maybe after school, we could be there five, six hours, seven hours, just kind of uh, writing new songs and playing around with the old ones and... That was actually really, 
really good times and that was a really nice group that we had together at that time and think i think at that point there was uh there was really good young bands in Isalmi and i think the scene for the young bands was was pretty alive and kicking yeah what ha- what happened then i mean did you did you yeah well then uh after high school uh I went to do my army service, which is not mandatory, but you can choose between a civil service and army. So I decided to go and do my army service, and I was in a band there. So we had some big band shows and different kinds of music. I was playing guitar and... So you were in music troops? Yeah, music troops, yeah. Oh, where did you go to army? Uh, in Joensuu, or close by Joensuu. Okay. Which is maybe two hours east from Isalmi. Oh, that's nice, because I was in music troops in Kajani. Was the band still going to Source Waters? Yeah, we were still going, so so we had few gigs when I was uh, in a weekend leave from the army. But uh, of course, it uh, made it a little bit more difficult because uh, we weren't able to rehearse as much, and we didn't see each other that much. But uh, but being in the music troops in in Joensu, that was actually uh, that was I, I had really I was really fortunate with that because in the same at the same time in the music troops there was a really good bass player and drummer, so we had a really solid rhythm section and we were able to spend all of our free time uh playing music and they were actually in the Yuansu conservatory at that time so they were way ahead of me music wise and uh that was I think I learned a lot from those guys when it comes to rehearsing practicing how to think about rhythm music they were really They, at at that point they were really into like an older rhythm music and uh like like uh, especially the bass player was really into well sort of a bass player's music so that was maybe old soul old funk music and uh so we were listening to a lot of that kind of music and we jammed on You mean like James Brown and stuff? Yeah, James Brown and and all kind Marvin Gaye. I remember us playing Marvin Gaye song. Uh, what was it called? Uh, can't remember the song, but we play. We jammed on a couple of Marvin Gaye songs and something from the female stars of soul music or uh, rhythm and blues music. So that was actually a really good school for me as a musician because before that I I was more and more focusing on singing and at the music troops I had to practice my guitar a lot too because I don't read any music I don't read sheet music so they they gave us like a big chunk of sheet music and you know guys <laughs> prepare to be playing all this stuff next week so i had to sit down and start reading the notations and i had to rehearse and rehearse 
all over again so I could remember all the songs. So that was that was actually a, that was a, that was a good thing for me as a musician. Yeah. I had the same kind of thing when I was in Kajani music troops because I, I think there I actually reached my musical peak because I was able to play with so many like good musicians who became like professional musicians afterwards and then yeah. I started concentrating on other things. Yeah, did did you guys have a like a big band? Yeah. shows and stuff like that or yeah, I think those were a lot of fun because that was something totally new for me at least. Yeah, me too. Have you played with big band since? No, not really. No, no. Yeah, actually, that that's that's the the only time of my life that I actually did did those things. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I was so lucky because I'm not that good of a guitar player that there will be better. Yes, I don't know if we're gonna get that chance. Maybe sometime in the future. I don't know. Yeah, I think I have the same actual thing because I'm not actually. <laughs> I don't. I don't play guitar that well. I mainly focus on acoustic guitar nowadays so it's mainly you know strumming on chords and keep, keeping up the rhythm and stuff like that i'm i have uh, so yeah I, I i guess i would be one of the last people that some big band would ask that you know would you like to come and fill in for our guitar player yes <laughs> exactly i know <laughs> yeah so did source waters continue after the the army army was probably nine months nine months for you Yeah, nine months. Uh, I think it was two thousand or something like that. Ninety nine and two thousand, two thousand. Yeah, uh, yeah. We did continue after army. I I applied into university and I got into Uvascula, which is about I would say three hours southwest or south from Isalmi. So I got in there. So I moved. Away from Isalmi, and I moved to Uvascula, uh, 2001. To study what? I think it was August. Uh, I studied early education, uh, or um, yeah, education, and my main subject was early education. So my actual profession is uh, kindergarten teacher. Okay. So we had uh, education and psychology and stuff like that, uh, and we specialized in in kids from age group, uh, well, from under one years old to under seven years old. So what happened to the music dream? I don't know. I think at that point I was too scared, or I didn't. Yeah, I think it was that I didn't have enough balls to <laughs> actually focus on music 100%. I it was it was a st- st- uh strong dream for me and I it, it was you know, it was a huge part of my life but I yeah, I was lacking some balls at that time as as I am maybe nowadays too. <laughs> so so I I thought that I should maybe, you know, get an actual some sort of a profession which was actually afterwards when I've 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 thought of that a lot um uh, it would have been maybe more comfortable for me to go and study something involving arts or something like that but as it turns out it was a 
it was actually a really good thing to move into Uvascula and go into the university because that's the place where I met a lot of people that I've played music since. So, yep. Please continue. Yeah. So uh, it was. Maybe in the end, it was a good thing that I didn't go and study, for example, music, because I maybe, I don't know, of course, I have to guess, but I still see and listen, and hear music as a really fresh thing. So it's not kind of, uh, I haven't gotten in too deep to it in some sort of a way. So it's still 100% uh, passion for me more than a profession even though i make yeah. my living or pay my rent with the help of music but it's still i've been able to keep it as a huge passion for myself but anyway so we are in 2001 now and i moved to uvascular to study so when did the, when did the steven seagulls come into picture well uh in a way, already in 2002, I mean, the band was not even formed at that time, but I met uh, Hiltunen, our uh, accordion player. I think it was 2002 or 2003 or something like that. Well, actually, I think it was... It must have been a few years in when I moved to Uvascula, but anyways, early 2000 and something uh, I don't even remember where we met the first time but uh, a guy who was later my roommate who was probably one of the first guys I met in, in uh, first people I met in, in Uvascula uh, ended up studying the same subject as our accordionist which is music education so that's how I met Hiltunen and and I don't know, somehow we started to spend more time in the same same groups and we were playing uh, NHL games and drinking beer and having a good time uh, studying in Uvascula. And he was already uh, playing music professionally, Finnish dance music and stuff like that. And uh, I think it was... Uh, 2000 or 2001 when we formed this blues group with a couple of people from Isalmi and a drummer. Uh, they were studying in, in Kuopio at that time. So at the time when I moved to Uvascula and when I was living there, we were playing uh, kind of a traditional blues and rhythm and blues and rock and roll music with a couple of friends of mine and traveling around Finland playing that stuff in bars and pubs and different biker festivals and stuff like that. And Hiltunen was part of that? Uh, no, no, no. That was... Uh, I I kind of <laughs> mixed those two things. No, Hiltunen wasn't part of that. It was just when you asked about uh, Steven Seagulls. Uh, I actually started to play and sing in, in Steven Seagulls at 2014. But I think the first step towards that was when I met Hilton in early 2000 and maybe three or four. Okay. But at that time I was playing a totally different kind of music, electric blues or acoustic blues music with Sampo. I, I think you know him from Easelme. Yes. An amazing, 
amazingly talented guitar player who is probably, I would have to say, the best guitar player or musician I've ever played with. So Nice. We were doing different kinds of gigs with him at that time. From blues from the 1930s to late 90s, all kinds of different. Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Robert Johnson, stuff and like that. you were singing. Did you play guitar too? At first I was singing and playing guitar, but then our bass player, Bussy, who was also originally from Iselmi, he quit the band and he had to... I think he went to play bass for this Finnish dance music singer or something like that. So we were... We were lacking a bass player, so I picked up the bass guitar and started to learn how to play that. And so we ended up touring as a trio, and I was playing bass guitar and and singing. So that's when I, yeah, when I learned to play bass guitar too, which was kind of helpful later on. Cool. And you started Steven Seagulls uh, while well, you joined them, two thousand and fourteen. Yeah, the band was formed 2010 as a side project by the four other guys. They were playing as a group in in nightclubs and cruise boats between Finland and Sweden or Finland and Estonia. And I guess covers. Yeah, yeah, they were uh, sort of playing all kinds of music, dance music and pop and rock and stuff like that. Also, at that time... Um, at least two or three of the guys had other bands too, which were playing originals, and we actually played in in uh, in the same band with the bass player and the banjo player. We had a band that we played originals. It was like uh, pop or rock music with a little flavor from grunge, and the vocals were in. In Finnish, I played actually drums in that band. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there was this fourth guy who was playing rhythm guitar and uh, and lead vocals. So that's when I got to know Pukki and... and uh, well, actually, I think I know Pukki earlier, our bass player. But uh, I also got to know our banjo player better at that time. Yeah. So d- were they playing the hillbilly stuff when you joined them? Yeah, when they formed the band uh, Steven Seagulls at 2010, it was maybe leaning a little bit more towards spaghetti western and uh, stuff like that. But there was also a lot of uh, flavor from bluegrass and hillbilly music but um maybe maybe they were headed towards more acoustic appearance at that point when i joined in and maybe during the year 2014 we we cut back on the electric instruments the electric guitar and stuff like that and started to perform mainly with acoustic instruments do you know where the original idea for that came Actually, I think they were asked to perform in in these maybe I would say ten restaurants. They were asked to do something involving sort of uh, 
spaghetti western western theme so it was kind of a theme thing at at the beginning so that's how it got started so like as chain or something like that <laughs> as chain <laughs> as, <laughs> the, that chain of uh, restaurants they had some kind of theme going on yeah is, is that what happened <laughs> yeah i think so <laughs> Yeah, and I think S. actually it was the the S chain as you <laughs> mentioned. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's interesting that it happened like that. Yeah, the, so they were doing that, and then you yeah, they were doing that, <laughs> yeah. and there was a fifth guy involved, and as as they say in the in the bands, uh, they grew apart, so they were. They were looking for a fifth guy to join the band to do some of the vocals and maybe play some mandolin and acoustic guitar. So, so they they knew me or the most of the guys. Well, actually, we all knew each other at that point, and they thought that they would ask me to join into the band, which was a really fortunate thing for me because uh, they are all really good musicians and... Uh, we knew each other and we got along very well and still do so uh i i didn't i didn't really think about it i i think i pretty much instantly said that of course i'll join in so if this is 2014 you got your first yeah hit now that right i think away. i think we started to rehearse maybe the fall of 2013 we were rehearsing and we did few steven seagulls gigs at the end of 2013 and early 2014 but yeah it was the summer of 2014 when we actually i think our banjo player came up with an idea of making a video or somebody came up with an idea of making an acoustic it was either our drummer or our banjo player i think it was the banjo player but well anyway um uh somebody came up with an idea that we should go to our banjo player's cabin and just record an acoustic video over there as uh mainly as uh promotional material for our booking agent in finland because it was it got pretty hard to try to explain in words what kind of stuff we are doing so maybe it was the easiest way to for the booking agent also to or we thought that it would be easiest way for him to you know book us gigs if he can send a video link so we did a video of the trooper uh we had our friend Jaakko Manninen, who is... The Jyväskylä Jaakko Manninen. The Jyväskylä Jaakko Manninen. On my first podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you had him? Yeah, he was the first guest here in Hollywood. Uh, I think... N- not y- not your guy, but the other Jaakko Manninen. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. That's that's Because, yeah, that's why he goes by the name Jaakko Manninen Photograph- Photography, because there's two Jaakko Manninen people. <laughs> shooting yes. still photos and videos but anyway this was the guy from Hankasalmi Finland which is about 45 minutes from Jyväskylä he's an old friend of our 
accordionist, so we asked him to come and shoot the video. So there was one microphone in the camera, and and then we started to play the song, and he was fiddling around with the with the camera, and and we got. Oh yeah, it's just one. Sh- is it one shot? Yeah, mo- all the live videos are with one shot, actually. Yeah. So they are actual real live. Yeah, they are all all live. Uh, at some videos, we've used one or two extra mics to get the the sound in balance. But but for example, the first video, the trooper is shot with one mic, which was the camera mic, and then we just kind of formed a half circle in a way that we can get the instruments in balance and stuff like that. And yeah, actually we feel that that's the most one of, well, at least at some songs, that's the, that's the very natural thing for us to play because it's, yeah, for some reason for us, it in many cases works really well. So, so we recorded the trooper and then we just put it into YouTube and I think we even sent the link to our booking agent that here's the link for the video and by some weird accident it spread on to uh, I think it w- the first ones was a fan page of Iron Maiden somebody posted the link at their page that there's a Finnish acoustic version of the Trooper and uh, I remember sitting in a bar in in Uvascula, we had a night off, so I was sitting in a bar with a couple of friends of mine, and I kept looking at the video that, oh, okay, some, for some reason the views are growing. I think it was I think it was maybe 6,000 and something at that time, and I thought, that, wow, this is amazing. And in the morning I woke up and I looked on the video, and there was almost uh, 20,000 views on that, so we kind of started to realized that it had spread to some some weird <laughs> weird uh internet uh sites and that's actually how the whole thing kicked up so we were really fortunate and really lucky with that first video already so what happened like after that the i guess the views started growing yeah the views started growing and and as you would say the the video went viral and uh some uh some magazines in Finland and abroad started to notice it and wrote little articles or or shared it at their at their facebook or or internet sites there was even some bigger uh music magazines like revolver from us uh i think guitar player well guitar player came along with the with another video but but for some reason people found it really enjoyable and and funny so they started to share it in social media and at some point we re- we reached million views or 2 million views and and then we thought that well if if it seems to be something that people enjoy and like, so we might as well do a few other videos. So, And it also helped us. We were touring only in Finland at that point, so 
we got some coverage in the Finnish media also, so it helped us a little bit all the way at that point. Uh, uh, there started to be a little bit more people in our shows and stuff like that. So, so when you get a million views, nothing did like anything big happen, or because you're uh, with uh, well, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> like, was there? I, I guess I'm just asking like this uh, weird question. Like, um, if you, when you get around million views, is there like something big that happens? Phones are ringing all the time, or was it really well, that subtle that uh, I think there was it, just more people? Uh, what happened? The biggest help for us was that uh, people got to know the name of the band uh, because. Nowadays, when people spend a lot of time in social media, it's I consider YouTube or Facebook or or uh, media's like that as some sort of a card or you know uh, a way to for artists or bands or whatever to to get their music or movies or photos or whatever it is to so that uh people can actually get to know that stuff and if you're lucky or if you happen to do that at a certain right point you might you might be reached by a lot more people so that's what happened to us uh people just some people noticed our band and because we were touring finland all the time at that point uh maybe people started to come to our shows it was actually pretty subtle we did that video i think it was mid june and already in july we were noticing that some people came to see us because of the video and what needs to happen for you that you suddenly are on a world tour uh what needs to happen yeah like from that point uh from that point we released a couple of more videos the second one was uh holy diver and the third one was thunderstruck which kind of exploded for us uh that got a lot of attention in different parts of the world and and between the videos and doing live shows in Finland and then doing gigs abroad there's a lot of stuff that had to happen in between we we uh we started to do more and more gigs with Steven Seagulls and and actually I would have to say that I I feel that even before the videos we were a really good live band uh I think the energy and and that some sort of a craziness has been there always so i think that's always been our strength so now that you get uh, i mean people get to know the name of the band and they see that okay they are performing here they come and see the band and they notice that okay well this this kind of works live so so uh we were happy to find a good management from finland and they started to we started to get a lot of uh messages from us 
from South America, from different parts of Europe, that are you touring here or are you touring there? And and then our mani- manager started to find out where should uh, is there a good good booking agents or stuff like that. And we did few showcase so showcase gigs in in Europe and and in US. And little by little, we started to started by doing few gigs abroad i think the first one was in sweden and and then we went to i don't even remember where but uh the video started to get more and more attention and then we got few few labels that were interested and at some point we got signed by spine farm records which is uh, originally a independent metal <clears throat> label from Finland but is nowadays it's part of universal group so we were really happy to find a good or lucky to find a good good record label that has sort of uh, enough uh, muscles to release the album worldwide but also has the way of ways of working as a independent label so i think a lot of things happened by accident and we were really lucky with with different things so then we started to tour more and more abroad and i think nowadays we tour 60 or 70 percent of the gigs are abroad so so um what do you see like in the future uh, uh, what do you want in the future for your, your, you and your band? Well, our band is kind of uh, <clears throat> in a different spot now. Uh, we've done tours in in US and in Europe, and we've we've made two albums. The first one was only cover songs, and the second one was. Mainly cover songs and has oh, one. Sorry, original. I'm gonna looks like when you tour in uh, USA, so uh, or anywhere, like how big are the venues? How many people come and see you? Well, it's everything between two hundred and and twelve thousand. <laughs> I think that's the biggest one that was in Sweden, a big uh, rock festival called Sweden Rock. That's been the biggest one, and then. On the club gigs, there can be people between two hundred and one thousand. So, how does it feel like to play like to twelve thousand people? It feels a little bit crazy. It's uh, uh, it's kind of hard to describe. There's a huge amount of energy, so you are in some sort of a state of mind or something that uh i feel that there is no i i feel that there is no tension tension or anything like that it's just pure in a way it's pure enjoyment and and at it at the same point it's at the same time it's really exciting and you have huge amount of energy coming out from your system and and you just kind of you know you um 
It, it's really hard to explain, but I think it has a lot to do with energy and something. It's it's always kind of a once in a lifetime experience, as are most of the live shows because it's always different and depend. It at at sometimes it doesn't even necessarily matter if there's 200 people in a really small club and it's really I, I remember us playing in Germany in December for maybe 200 people and it was a really small club and at some point the humidity started dripping down from the ceiling because it was so hot and <laughs> and people were you know dancing and yelling and it was it was only 150 or 200 people but it was uh, pure energy and you can't hardly you can hardly remember anything from the, from the actual live show so the yeah. same thing can happen with with uh, a smaller club or a bigger festival but of course the festivals are something special because you can reach people that normally maybe you would not be able to reach so so if you think about like because that was so many of our dream to play in uh, rock bands and do like that kind of stuff. And so, uh, how how does it? Do you feel like that you have a you are living the dream? Well, in a way that I am fortunate enough to be able to focus on the music one hundred percent at this at this point of life. So, in that way, yes, and of course, it's. It has always been one dream to be able to travel and play music abroad. So, it, of course, it is uh, a lot of people who start playing music. Of course, they have the dream that they would be able to perform live or perform at festivals or perform ab- abroad. So, of course... F- from my point of view, I can o- only speak for myself, of course, but uh, of course it's a dream come true to be able to perform live to different people in, in different countries. So we have been really fortunate. So how about what your... Uh, you were talking about your records, but um, I guess the interesting is, thing is that you mainly play covers... So what what uh, is that? Yeah. What's your relationship to that, and how is your band's future looking like? Well, uh, of course we we realized that we we've gotten to this point by playing covers and making other people's uh, songs uh, sound like partially like. Uh, or 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 turn them to a songs of our style, but they're still made by other artists, and we all, uh, of course owe a huge bow to their work and their uh, music. But um, at the second album, we have one original, and now we are actually this Monday we are, or the next Monday we are starting to rehearse for the third album. And we hope to get maybe two to three originals on the third album. So we are maybe slowly moving towards maybe playing a little bit more originals. But we don't want to abandon the 
idea of playing different kinds of uh, classics with our own style because because we also do enjoy that even though they are not our songs but we enjoy of we enjoyed uh kind of kind of uh taking a song and start having uh, fun with the music you can actually i think one of the best things in this band is that you can actually free all your weirdest ideas when it comes to music you can we can when we are rehearsing or arranging a song we can anybody who comes up, up with something you can yell it out and we might try it out and so it's it's kind of liberating it's really free-minded stuff when we start to arrange so i think that will always be a part of this band but we also want to evolve and move along in us in a way that we could make better albums and make original songs and you know uh have progress as a band so yeah i i think we are moving towards maybe a little bit more on the albums we are on the third album i think we might be moving towards um how would you say well maybe it's too early to say but we are we are uh we are trying something new on the third album i think but uh but also not forgetting where where we are right now so yeah so how is it going to go like are you going to tour the world and make records r- records for the rest of your life like this well you never know i mean uh it's it's always kind of interesting because when it comes to being a musician or being an actor or artist of any kind i think you also know that it's it's uh things happened in that moment or they happened in in certain period of time and after that you have no idea what's going to happen so it's really hard to say speaking for myself now i i can say that i will always make music and i music will always be a part of my life i've decided that at some point if 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 there comes a point that music starts to feel as a job or starts to feel like working then i will i will could quit playing music and i start to focus on listening to it more but but uh i think at some some way um music will always be a huge part of my life but but uh at this point it doesn't feel like a job or work or anything like that it so it's it feels really good now to do gigs and tour with this band and and actually we are quite excited for the third album we we as i said we start to rehearse next monday and i think it will be it will be a blast to gather around and start working on new songs so so uh if i try to answer your actual question <laughs> i don't i don't know for myself the music will be always 
huge part of my life, but you never know what's going to happen. It's, I guess playing music for, for a living is the one of the most unstable <laughs> things in the world. So I hope we can tour many, many years from this point. How, how about the, uh, like, uh, how about having relationships or family or anything like that? Well, of course, it's uh, it it makes it a little bit more. I don't know, difficult, but it takes more planning, or it it takes more planning also from the band when we plan the tours, and because we do a lot of stuff our own, we we run our social media, and uh, we. Most of the merchandise is comes from us, and we we run our web web store and stuff like that. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff surrounding the band that we do. So it's a lot of work, and some of the people some some people in the band have have kids of of their own and stuff like that. So of course it's a little bit tougher for them with the tight schedules that we are on and and stuff like that but i think we we've been able to come up with the good ways of everybody also having time for their families and enjoying their lives so do people actually recognize you i don't know are you famous no <laughs> no i think <laughs> i think we are uh when we are touring and If you go and take a walk nearby the nearby the venue, people might, if they are sitting down for a beer and you walk past them, they might say that, oh, are you from that band? We are coming to see you. So maybe the people that are coming to see us recognize us because the uh, the audiovisual thing is a big part of our, our band, of course, by the videos and stuff like that. But... But normally, if you walk on the streets wherever, I, I don't think that nobody will. <laughs> I think nobody will recognize us. But of course, people that come to see our shows or listen to our music recognize us sometimes. Yeah. Uh, since you have been playing so many instruments and singing, how do you like being like the? I don't know if you're the lead singer, but at least you're the guy, you're the guy who sings most of the songs. Yeah, on this band we have like all the four people that sing. Our accordion player is the only one who doesn't do vocals. So we all have songs that we do lead vocals, and that's a really nice thing in this band that that uh, we have four people that can sing lead and four people that can lead uh, sing uh, backing vocals too. So that gives us a lot of options when it comes to new songs and we start figuring out that okay whose voice is good for this song or whose pitch is good for this one so it gives us a lot of choices and also it's um, sometimes it's nice to not to do vocals and just can uh, concentrate on playing your instrument but but yeah we We have four lead vocalists and four background vocalists, so that's I think that's one of the strengths for us when it comes to performing music. Yeah. 
So are you happy? Yeah. <laughs> Do you mean like in generally? In generally. I think so, yeah. yeah. I'm I think uh I was little I think I was a little misplaced for a couple of years. I didn't know where I would like to live in or I, I didn't find a, a, a peaceful place. But actually right now when I'm sitting here and the rain, it seemed that the rain stopped outside. So I think today is going to be a a nice day. So I, at this point at least I seem to have found a place where I actually feel pretty good right now so and you're by yourself there in the countryside in a house yeah right now i am uh <clears throat> my aunt and her family lives on this same on the area of this same farm but but uh, but that's a little bit away from this this building where i live in so yeah i live alone here and uh I spend my days uh trying to open open up the cardboard boxes and see what's in there and trying to make this place uh <clears throat> livable and I think it's gonna be the first time in seventeen years that I have more than one room where I live in, so I actually have one room that I'm gonna dedicate to music, so there's gonna be all my instruments drums and bass gear and guitar gear and recording gear and everything like that so i can i can have days or weeks that i can only focus on on uh, playing and recording and stuff like that so i'm really looking forward to that too well that sounds really good are you gonna come and visit isami soon yes that's what i actually thought the next time when i come to isami now we have met two times in la so next time maybe i'll meet you in Isalmi. Well that would be that would be nice. I I I think that uh if you come here I will have to heat up the sauna and we 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 can sit down and <laughs> have a few beers maybe. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Well I'll see you then. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was our episode with Tommy Tayakka Remmel from Steven Seagulls. If you want to listen to previous with Miska episodes, you can find them on my website, miskakajanus.com. Or you can also find them on iTunes. Yeah, we have more episodes coming up. Enjoy. I'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye.